This is Radio Maria, and today on February 11th, we are bringing you live a special for Our Lady of Lords. We are reporting to you live from Lords, France, here today, and we have with us two special guests from HCPT, which stands for Hosanna House Children's. Pilgrimage Trust. We have Andy, who is the head of education and youth, and Father John Carroll, who is the trust chaplain for HCPT. Good morning. Well, it's good afternoon now for you guys. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Helena. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Before we start this program, let's start off in the best way possible. Could I ask one of you guys to start our program with a prayer to open the ears and the hearts of our listeners and and, and, and let us receive the good news that you two are going to share with us? Who wants to pray? Okay, yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> there you go. Go for it, Father John. This little prayer is our trust prayer, and we pray it for ourselves as pilgrims and for all our listeners today. Dear loving God, in Lourdes, where Mary came and spoke with Bernadette, she showed your love for us in a wonderful way. Thank you for touching us with your love. Help us to bring that love to all we are able to help, especially our families and friends, and all those we meet in the trust. We ask this always and forever. Amen. 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 All right. Oh, oh. Can can you when you look out the window from where you guys are, what can you see? Well, um, at the moment, we can see the bottom half of a mountain, um, and that the top half is shrouded in mist, Ooh. and it's it's a little bit grey. But we've had two days of glorious sunshine, so we're not complaining. <laughs> but we've got in Cambridge, we've got beautiful sunshine. So maybe the sunshine has come our way from France. Yes. <laughs> oh, lovely. So before we, we go into the depths of HCPT, why are you guys there? All that thing. What is the Feast of Our Lady of Lords? We have a range of listeners uh, that are are all different ages and some are, are cradle catholics some have come to the faith recently some are christian we've got some listeners that don't know how this ended up on their radio but here they are listening to these gentlemen in france could you share with us a bit about lords why is there a feast day of our lady of lords what happened in this place okay um we've just come from celebrating the feast day mass with a, an international group uh, which gathers every year. Um, Lourdes is based on the story of Mary, Our Lady, and Bernadette. Mary appeared to Bernadette uh, in the grotto of Massabielle, and she appeared 18 times to Bernadette. And, and in those apparitions, uh, she asked several things, that people come in procession, that they do penance, that they wash at the spring, that they pray. And she asked that uh, Bernadette go to the priests and instruct them to build a church. It has become a, a centre where people visit, especially with children and adults with disabilities. Bernadette herself was a poorly child. Um, and. People come here searching for closeness to God, 
Uh, some come searching for healing, some come searching for closeness to God. And I think most people find uh, in their experience of a visit to Lourdes a closeness to God's love, um, maybe a, a touch of heaven and an experience of an interaction with other other people, Christians and non-Christian, uh, people of, of all faiths and of no faiths, who, affected by the place and by the story, find the ability to reach out of themselves to other people in love, in friendship, in care, and in sharing. Oh, I love that. So let's let's picture in our mind, listeners, I've not been to Lord. I have been to Our Lady of Walsingham. So I imagine, oh, it must be a long drive to get there. There's nothing much around, maybe a good farm shop. Uh, I come, I, I have to figure out a hostel. What's it like? Is that how it's like in Lourdes? No, not at all. Um, Lourdes, um, the town, um, has grown over the years. Um, I think it's fair to say that the, that the town has been blessed by the, the presence of the shrine, and, and the shrine is blessed by the presence of the, the town with its hotels and cafes. Um, I believe this is a fact for your listeners here, that uh, Lourdes is the um, second town in France to Paris, for the number of hotels it has. Woo-hoo. So, um, yeah, so uh, I'm sure a listener will correct me if I've got that wrong. Um, but no, there are many places to come and stay, ranging from, you know, very um, basic accommodations for, for people who perhaps don't have that much um, money to spend. Um, there is also a place just outside of Lourdes, um, which is called the City Saint-Pierre, or often known as the city of the poor. Um, and that is where you can come if you have nothing. Um, all, all you have to do is contact your parish priest and your parish priest writes to the administrator there and they would tell you when you could come. Um, and then the other extent of that, there are sort of three, four star hotels here in Lourdes. Um, uh, we're not staying in one of those, Helena. We're, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're doing our bit for the economy, but we're being quite careful. Nice. So Lourdes, Lourdes is a bustling place, but when you go to the um, the religious parts, the sanctuary, as it's called, or the domain, you walk through one of two gates, either St. Joseph's Gate or St. Michael's Gate, and the world changes. It goes from the world of commerce to the world of prayer, um, and that's very not- noticeable um, and and a great a great contrast. And then, so all right, so we're in the sanctuary. Uh, is it all? Is it all inside, like a little church? Is it a big basilica? Is it what? What's there? What's there? Well, a bit of everything, really. There are there are outdoor altars. Um, there is a great big prairie that that has a sort of a, a podium style altar. When when um, the pontiff, whoever that might be, comes to celebrate mass, they 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 would do it from there. Um, and then there are various basilicas. There's the um, there's the sort of the what they call the the triple basilica. Um, which is when Our Lady told Bernadette to go and say to the priest, um, build a church. They built the first little church, which was directly above the uh, where the apparitions took place, and that's that's called the crypt. 
Um, and then above that, they built a basilica called the Immaculate Conception uh, Basilica. And then below that, they built what they now call the Rosary Basilica. And sort of the one on top of the other, um, if, if you like. Then across the river, well, the, the, the most recent built in the sort of 1980s, is the, a church dedicated to St. Bernadette. Um, and then the, the biggest venue is called the Pius X Underground Basilica, which is where we've been this morning. It can hold about 20 to 25,000 people. Um, I think today there could have been 10,000 people in there today. So not a bad start after, after the COVID restrictions. And uh, people are very pleased to be back here and back here in numbers as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, uh, what are the, let's talk about HCPT. So we know about Lourdes. We know about the apparitions 18 times appearing to St. Bernadette. And what is HCPT? What do you guys do? Why would you travel there? Besides what Father John said was change and finding that experience. Okay, HCPT was... um born from the efforts of uh, a doctor, Michael Strode, who latterly in life became Brother Michael Strode, a Cistercian monk. And his idea was that in bringing uh, children initially to Lourdes, he hoped that instead of staying in the Akai, in the hospitals, the children would stay in the hotels with the helpers as parts of family-sized groups. And that started in 1956 and over the years has has gone from a small number of people to, I think, at our largest, we were about 5,000 pilgrims. So over those years that HCPT has developed, um, we have grown in number. We have grown in our international nature as well, not coming simply from the UK, but from Ireland, from various countries in Europe from the United States, from the West Indies, um, 15 nations in total. Amazing. How, how, Father John, how did you get involved with HCPT? Were you a kid and you came or? No, I, I, I was a, a student for the priesthood in um, the Scots College in Valladolid in Spain. And each Easter, the students would travel from uh, Spain by train to help uh, in Lourdes and pilgrimage. I have to say I was a reticent participant at first. I had a great desire, having never been in Spain before, as an 18-year-old, I had a great desire to visit one of the costas or one of the beaches. But since everyone else was coming to Lourdes, I felt I had no real option but to come to Lourdes too, so I came. I wouldn't say an unwilling helper, but I had my eyes on being somewhere else. And right from that first experience of being here with Group 43 was my original group, uh, right from that first experience of being here, I was sold on lures as an experience which allows people to touch and to feel God's love in the, in the love and the friendship that they experience from each other. Oh. And so that was 1983, and here we are in uh, 2022, and I'm still here. Oh, amen, amen. How did you, Andy, get involved with HCPT? 
Um, I think I was about 16 and I was invited uh, to go um, with a, a bunch of students um, and we stayed in a hostel. Um, it was actually the basement of a convent that was run by a Liverpudlian nun called Sister Benin. And um, she quite famously had a, a, a very um, lively talking minor bird that used to keep us all awake at night. But we, she converted her cellars into hostel for young people to stay at. And that was my, that was my first experience of coming to Lourdes um, at Easter. Um, so again, a bit like John, all those years ago, and I got bitten by the Lourdes bug um volunteered for many many years and um now I find myself working for hcpt um after a, a, a lifetime well career in education so a uh, bit of bit of a change in the last few years for me but i'm really you know delighted to be in this position to be here and being able to talk to people like yourself and uh, and uh, spread the word of what we do now oh, i love it i love it andy i and father john oh uh, so listeners have you been bit by this Lord's bug? Have the Has Mary's butterfly flown your way and taken you across the channel over to France? Give us a call. Let's have that. Let's share that story. The number for our line is 01223-375-564. If you have ever gone on a pilgrimage with HCPT, Andy and Father John would love to hear from you and hear your stories. If you've got any questions as well regarding lords or pilgrimaging over there, well, give us a call and we can answer those questions as well. Again, the number to call for the studio is 01223-375-564. All right, gentlemen, let's take a little music break to have some callers call in and we'll be right back.
This is Radio Maria, and this is our special for Our Lady of Lords. Today, February 11th, we are live. We have with us Father John Carroll, who is a trust chaplain for HCPT. And we also have Andy, who's head of education and youth, who has been with HCPT since 16 years old as he went on a trip himself. Now, Andy and Father John, I have a special person from our studio that has a question something to share. This is Elizabeth, our editorial assistant, who is come on today. Hello, Elizabeth. Good morning, good afternoon, Father John and Andy. Thank you for Hello, thank you for tuning in from Lords. Yeah, my question is about miracles because I know the the documented medically proved miracles from Lords to me seems like quite a low number um, because I've spent time in Medjugorje where I know literally there are just hundreds of physical miracles that. I think the parish has documented over 400. So do you, as I, I suspect that this, that the case in Lourdes is that it's just so hard to, to prove that there has been a miracle and many, many of them probably go unreported. Do you think that is the case, which is why the official documentation of, of physical healing seems reasonably low over the kind of 150 year period? What's your opinion on that? I think that may, may be part of the, the, the issue. Um, I think from our perspective, when we when we come to Lourdes, um, or certainly when I come to Lourdes, I don't look for anything earth-shattering, miracle-wise. I think f- for me, the miracle of Lourdes is in the experiences of the people, perhaps of the children, the vulnerable adults, the helpers, um, in their experience of God, um, in interacting with one another. I I haven't been witness to any physical miracles. But I have witnessed many miracles of friendship and love in Lourdes. And I think if I can sort of just chip in there as well, I think um, if you look back sort of 150 years ago, um, medical science and the, uh, I suppose, the the proving of of a cure, um, perhaps there were things, you know, that, that people looked back on and thought, well, maybe that was a bit rash to say that was a miracle, and maybe the sort of the medicine um, and the the doctors needed to sort of take a grip of this. And I know that the medical bureau here has a um, a number of doctors who are not connected to the shrine. They have no uh, vested interest in proving a miracle um, or disproving one, to be fair. Um, but when someone presents um, a case. Um, it is investigated and it is researched and and it is documented. Um, and 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 only a couple of years ago, the the latest miracle um, was a religious sister um, who had um, an incurable condition, and um, she she is now um, she's here actually. She's in Lourdes this week um, for the for the feast day, and um, she is the latest person to be designated as a, a miracle of Lourdes. And before that, I don't think there'd been one for a couple of years, actually. So uh, they don't enter into it lightly. You know, they, they take it very seriously because they don't want to be seen as, as you know, just trying to say that this is a place where you can come and be cured of anything. It, it's not quite like that. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. And you're right in pointing out that, yeah, it's the, the internal conversion is obviously always comes first. So, um, yeah, I was just, just very interested to know, know yeah. whether you thought there were probably a lot more physical healings than ever been officially documented. So that's so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and, and, and of course, there could be people only, we only, they only investigate them if people tell them. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. 
Okay. Thank you, for your question. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, Father Bob, this morning, Father John and Andy shared in his homily about how someone was even healed that didn't even go. He was like at home or something and praying along on the feast day. And his friends had gone or his family went to, to Lourdes and prayed for him and he was healed. So, But you guys said that that's not uh, going for a miraculous healing isn't what keeps driving people to going to Lourdes. Why Why nowadays, 2022, and especially if you don't have any physical issues or mental disabilities, why would you want to go to Lourdes? I think many of our, um, many of our pilgrims who come to Lourdes, um, like, like any member of the human family, we, we are all searching for wholeness and we're all searching for happiness. And... We're searching for a purpose in life and, and to feel complete within ourselves. And I feel that the experience in Lourdes that, that I have had and that many of the young people I've worked with have had it has brought out the goodness in them and helped them to see the goodness in themselves. And that, not sense of self-satisfaction, but sense of closeness to God and the idea that God is working through them to bring happiness to other people and working through other people to bring happiness to them. There's a sense of, of God's closeness in all of it. And I think that's something that we all search for in our, our search for happiness or our search for wholeness in ourselves. I love that, Father John. Working through other people as well. And Andy, I think you've got a couple of, uh, you've you've especially with working with the youth, and Father John, I think you as well, working with the youth and those volunteers that come and support other families during the pilgrimage, you've definitely seen how Jesus's healing power, the, the, the Mary can take those intercessions through the work of other mm. people. Can you share any of those stories? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we often use the phrase putting your faith into action and uh, being the, the hands of hands of the Lord. Brother Michael was very, one of his little phrases was being, being the hands of Jesus and being a medical man himself. He was very hands-on with, with people and, and he tried to sort of communicate that through his sort of uh, his charism. But when, when we talk to the young people, sort of 16, 17, 18 year olds who um, are being, you know, on, on that journey of coming to Lourdes with us, we very much talk about the service that they that they're going to provide and the service of themselves that they're going to give um to each other and to to the pilgrims and and that could be um holding a rope at a big procession and making sure that people um walk in the right direction it could be waiting at the airport for a delayed plane to arrive with big happy smiley faces and uh, you know welcoming people when they get off a plane who've had a long and tiring journey it could also be helping somebody through the uh, through the baths in in Lourdes if if they wish to take part in in that aspect of Lourdes, um, or it could be helping with music and liturgy and and prayer, um, all sorts of things. But that that sense of service, that sense of being there for other people. And, and, you know, they always say at the end of a thing, you know, people say, oh, I, I don't really want to get anything out of it. It's not, I want to do it for other people. But you get so much, the smile of a young person, the thanks of um, a, a stranger saying, you know, you, you've helped me this week and I just want to say thank you. Um, that's the reward. 
and um, and you can't measure that, you can't weigh that, you can't predict it, and it's 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 amazing. And for me, that's one of the miracles of Lourdes that we all get here, we live with each other for a few days, and we get everybody home safe and sound, God willing. And that for me is the miracle. Amen, amen. Father John, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, just um, I was thinking when Andy was talking there, the kind of subtext to who we are as a pilgrimage um, is changing lives through pilgrimage. Now, it's God who's changing those lives. And our part in that is sharing God's gifts of, of love, of friendship, of joy, of laughter. And as we do that, we allow God to be present and to be seen. Oh, is there is there like a, um, speaking of sharing laughter and joy and love, is there like a Lord's Talent Show? Oh, wow. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh. Um, well, we've had all sorts of things, Helena, over, over the years. Um, we, we often have a, a we have an opening liturgy um, when everyone has arrived safe and sound, and we'll, we'll do some catechesis, the story of Bernadette, the story of Lourdes, and we'll sing all the, 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 the jolly, upbeat songs and, and everything like that. We've also had various sort of things where we might have a concert, um, we might have a variety show or people from around the, the nations or the regions might might get up and sing a song particular to where they're from you know and people would dress up in 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 various sort of costumes um there's a lot of face painting that goes on um and um and again it's very bright it's very visual um and it's very inclusive as well you know we 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 try to we try to make sure that it's accessible for everybody we we don't always get it right but we do our best you know and and when people advise us and they say well perhaps this would have would have been would have helped we we try and take that on all the time so we're always learning and we're always growing but yeah there is there's there's a lot of competition in the cafes for singing singing. you you'd walk past and you you might find the uh, the scottish youth group with their with their leaders and a few guitars um singing a song and then you might walk to the next one and there'll be a, a group from wales um ireland the west indies um our, our amazing friends from the west indies full of life and full of song so yeah perhaps a bit of competition but not not competition if you see what i mean it's for they're, they're singing their songs for people to enjoy exactly you had me at face painting andy andy and father john i have a caller on the line this is jennifer bentley hello jennifer you're on air hi everyone hi andy father john hi Jenny. How are you? Here. i'm how, fine how's thank life, you how's life in devon it's cold <laughs> but um i thought i'd call in because it was good to hear your voices and um just find out for groups that are anticipating traveling this Easter uh, with the Trust, what's it actually feel like to be there? Does everything feel like it was two years ago? Or do, do they need HCPT influence there to make it feel how it was? Well, it, it, it feels safe. Um, and um, it, it is different, Jenny. Um, you know, the world has changed a lot in the, in the last two years. The, the the sanctuaries um, have put in place a lot of um, safety procedures, a lot of uh, you know one-way systems, um, sanitising stations, uh, all, all, all that kind of stuff. You have to wear your face mask when you enter the domain, when you walk through the gates, and you and you must you know keep your face mask on. You have to prove your vaccination status. Uh, we've got these little blue uh, wristbands on, which mean 
the conference that we're attending we can we can walk in and out because we've already proved that we've that we um we have our vaccination um but the one thing i will tell you jenny is that from the moment we arrived the sanctuaries the hoteliers the cafe owners first thing they saw when they saw the hcpt badge on on our jackets was oh gosh you're here are you come, you're back you're coming are you coming at easter and we've been saying yes you know god willing we we are planning to be here at easter so they can't wait jenny they can't wait for the children and they understand that it's going to be a smaller pilgrimage than normal but they are just desperate and not desperate from an economic perspective they just want us back they want the life and they want the joy and they want the color and the singing and the laughter so they are ready. They are counting the days. And I'm sure every group leader that's sat here listening to you will say the same thing, that we're counting the days to be there with them. Oh, Jenny, do you lead a group? Is that is that your relationship with them? Yes, I lead the, the group based in East Devon, Group 141. And I've been traveling since 2005 when I first got involved with one of the trust doctors who... Um, enticed me into the charity and I've never looked back from that day and I even had the opportunity to meet the founder brother Michael uh, when he was still alive so yes I've um yes I'm, I'm quite entwined with HCPT now it's it's a big part of my life oh wonderful thank you for calling Jenny okay thank you god bless bye, bye Jenny bye Bye. Let's take a music break. Let's give a chance for more callers and listeners to call in, share their stories, ask their questions. The number is 0122-337-5564. Again, the number is 0122-375-564. Who knows? Maybe you're calling from outside of the UK. Maybe you're calling from Lords as well. The number to call from abroad is 0044 This is Radio Maria, and today we have a special for the feast day of Our Lady of Lords. Joining us from Lords in France is HCPT Head of Education, Andy, and their trust chaplain, 
Father John Carroll. They've been sharing with us a bit about the history of Mary's apparition 18 times to St. Bernadette, about the miracles that have happened both at the pilgrimage site and further away. They've shared also about how people come searching for a home And in Lourdes, many pilgrims find that home and that community there. Through volunteering and traveling with HCPT, many people work and serve others. They, in a way, are the hands of the Lord for those that are seeking comfort and healing. They have definitely put their faith into action. If you would like to call in and speak to Andy, speak to Father John, or speak to our community and share your experiences or ask your questions, the number is 01223-375-564, and the studio lines are open. Now, Andy and Father John, Jennifer called and said how about how excited she is for Group 141 to go to Lourdes. What happened during the pandemic? Did you guys just have to shut down? Effectively, yes. Um Two years ago, when when we um, before reaching Lourdes, we made the decision that we wouldn't travel um, because of the pandemic and because of the the, the changes um, in guidelines for for gatherings both at home and in um, and in France. So, in a car journey on the way home from uh, rugby to Glasgow, uh, the initial thoughts of of how we might. Uh, celebrate pilgrimage together um, came into my head and then in discussion with Andy and David and some of the other uh, members of the board and the management team, we decided we would try a virtual pilgrimage. That first virtual pilgrimage was done very much um, live. There there wasn't much pre-recording or much preparation um, so a lot of it was done really just on the hoof live streaming. And, and in many ways it worked, occasionally it didn't. On Easter Sunday morning, for example, I did the, the 10 o'clock Sunday Mass from our parish church with no other people there. So I'd prepared and recorded music. I had the camera up and running. I used lots of our HCPT hymns with actions, did all the actions to camera, sang the hymns, etc. And when I got off, I realised the camera had crashed three minutes into mass. No! <laughs> well, I put a little message up saying, explaining what had happened, said, going for a lie down, I'll be back at 12 to do it all again. <laughs> and did. And that, those are the kind of things we had to do. Two years down the line, we've learned a bit, we're a bit more skilled, uh, we prepare a bit better, <laughs> and we know how to put things together a wee bit better. But it's definitely been a learning curve. It's been a learning curve for all of us, Father John. It's been important, though, to reach out and to engage with uh, those with whom we have travelled and those who have an interest Mm. in what we do and to keep that, that spirit alive. And can I can I follow on there? Oh yes, just please. To, just to sort of say, um, we the just from a technological point of view, we were the, the the sort of the kit we were using was very basic. We didn't we didn't know, um, you know, what was out there, what was available to us, what what we what we could do. So we were very much learning, um, as Father John said said on on the job. But the nice thing was that 
from our perspective, when we had ideas for things like, let, let's do an international rosary. So let, let's email our friends in Poland, our friends in the West Indies, our friends in Ireland, and say to them, can you do us a deck of the, of the rosary in Gaelic? Can you do it in Polish? Can you do it in whatever language? And then nobody ever said no no matter how difficult it was for them to do it and to record it and to upload it and send it to us they all said yes and they all got it to us one way or another and then we sort of sort of strung things together whatever they were but the willingness to help from the hcpt community all around the world was outstanding um and that was in in, in year one in year two so don't don't forget we've done two virtual pilgrimages and the nature of the HCPT pilgrimage being at the beginning of the pilgrimage season, we were the first ones to do one, if you if you like. So all the other diocesan pilgrimages saw what we did. And I'm not saying they copied what we did, was, but I think they were inspired by what we did um, and and followed on and, and, you know, they did it better and bigger and, you know, learned all the lessons from us. Um, but very much, I, I think we felt as if we were a bit sort of, blazing the trail for, for the virtual pilgrimage. Oh, well done. It's opening up. And you shared a bit with us about that. Oh, yeah, we've got safety precautions on the way and it's all set. But is there still going to be a virtual pilgrimage this year that they can be a part of? Um, what we're hoping to do, um, a bit like what we're doing today, is we're going to be uh, recording things while we're here um, and you know, uploading those at various points of the day uh, during the, the actual pilgrimage. But we'll also be doing some live streaming things. Um, I, I Facebook live uh, most of the, um, the International Mass for Our Lady of Lourdes this morning from the Underground Basilica. And we, we had a good number of people watching from, from various times throughout that. And so, um, you know, we, we're going to post all that sort of stuff on our, on our social media platforms. Um, our, very, our groups are very good at sharing that with their... With not just with their groups, but, but with their wider supporters, friends and families. And, and it's amazing. It's amazing the, the reach we have um, around the world. When we look at people, I had a message this morning saying, hello from South Africa. I'm watching your mass. Um, Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. And I just thought, wow, you know, how would we, we have dreamt of that two years ago? No, no, you wouldn't have. It's amazing because you create a community when you go and when you've gone and, and relationships are formed, friendships, bonds. I think I met last year, I think I spoke to somebody that they actually found their wife, uh, <laughs> well, met their wife on one of the pilgrimages to Lourdes. Um, did they get to continue, uh, well, I guess last year or is there that continued communication through HCPT throughout the year then? Yeah, yeah, we have a, a lot of people they post things um, in, in, you know, in, in the chat rooms and things on, on whenever we put um, something up on, online. Um, we also uh, found that we, we engaged last year um, with sort of former um, young people who'd been on, on, on previous um, pilgrimages when, when they were younger, um, because we did a thing called Prayers on the Stairs, which is a a bit of a niche HCPT thing. So let me put you in the picture. At the, at the end of the day, when a group has had an amazing day in and around Lourdes, they might have been to Gavani for the day, they might have been to Hosanna House, Bartrez, all sorts of things. They may have been to Mass or a water liturgy. 
they come back together and they end the evening by sitting around and sharing their stories, their memories, what, what was special for the day. Very often in, in the hotels, there isn't somewhere to sit. So they might just sit on the stairwell, you know, and, um, and some groups have sort of coined this as night prayers on the stairs. And, um, and we sort of thought, how can we sort of, you know, link into that? And so we did prayers on the stairs virtually, but we opened it up on, um, I'm not sure if it was Zoom or something like that. It was Zoom, wasn't it? And, and people just dialed in. And so we had a community, an online community from all around the world. And we had a bit of music and a prayer, and then we just opened it up for people's intentions. And it was mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. And people who were re-engaging with us who hadn't had the opportunity to either travel with us or to, to sort of be part of our story could once again. And that was because of the virtual pilgrimage. Another miracle. Put that notch in the Lord's door. So I'm going to play. I think this is one of, if I, if I have this correct, you guys, one of your hymns that you really like is the Rise and Shine song. Ooh. Is that right? It's it's a it's a it's a bit of our theme song. Oh, yes. there you go. So let me put that. I've got the, one of your recordings from 2014. I'm going to share this with everybody. But listeners, do know you can call in, say hello to Andy, shout out Father John, light a candle for us in Lords, um, or ask any questions. The number is zero one two two three three seven five. Five six four. If you're calling from abroad, the number is zero zero four four one two two three three seven five five six four. HCPT's website, you can see so many videos of just joyful children and families singing and praising and just really feeling what Father John and Andy were talking about with this light and, and, and blessings and this experience that you have in Lord. Andy and Father John, I've got another speaker here from Radio Maria that wants to ask you a question. Uh, go for it, good sir. Hi, it's uh, Charles, Charles Wilson here. Um, the bathing, I, was, I understand now it's been suspended and I was just wondering when it was going to be reintroduced. Do you have any ideas on that? Okay, we haven't heard, we haven't heard anything indeed this weekend um, about when that is, 
when that is going to be introduced. I understand um, why they've suspended it. Um, and, I, and I understand that people may have reservations or fears about that. And, and if we go back to um, Mary's message to Bernadette, she asked people to come and to wash in the spring. Um, you, you can do that as easily um, at the taps or, um, you know, in, in a little water liturgy. Although I know for many people, they're going into the baths and being immersed in the water is a very big part of the, the pilgrimage experience. Um, it's not very high up my list of priorities, I have to say, because of the coldness, although I do do it. <laughs> but I understand that people will miss it because for them it's an integral part of, of that pilgrimage experience. But I, I have no idea when they will reintroduce that. At the moment, as far as I know, you can go into where the baths are and you can take part in a water liturgy and wash there, but you can't actually uh, be immersed in the water and that's the hospitality of our lady of lords who organized that yeah. as you say it's not something that uh, we necessarily look forward to but it isn't important i, I remember one, the first time i did it and uh, I, I was there and I, i'd spoken to a lady in her 90s and I, she, I said well if you go i'll go and the next day she said to me i've been it's your turn charles and i i remember going <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna have to go is that uh, this is uh and um and so i I sat down, you know, you wait for, for quite a long time saying, help me. But next to me was a Muslim. And yes. then next to me was yes. a Baptist. And I remember that, and I, thought, I was a bit surprised. I, the Baptist, I could understand. He would he would like being baptized in water. But then the Muslim, and he said, the Muslim, this is very good. It's my second time, you know. And mm. and actually, it was, it, was, it was a wonderful experience because we we talked about religion. We talked about, and, and they told me all about it, how it happens. And it was, mm. it was... You know, because you do humble yourself, having to take your clothes off, even though they put a little towel around you. It's, it, mm. it is a humbling. You present yourself to God, really, in that way. And so, I, I hope it does come back. I would, uh, I would. Yes, uh, I yeah. think it's it's part. It is part of the Lourdes experience. Yeah. You, you you pick on a very interesting point there because there are Lourdes for everyone. Um, Mary didn't say um, this was uh, only Catholics must come to Lourdes to do these things. She didn't say anything like that. She just said, invite people to come. And when you invite people, people come. And um, and there are there are big pilgrimages that come from all around the world. And um, yeah, and it's a great opportunity for people to share their faith stories. If if someone's had the the um, the the call to come here. They, you, you, you know, everybody is welcome. Oh, thank you for that, Andy. Thank you, Charles. Can we share with our listeners the basics? Where can they find out more about HCPT and hopefully this year's pilgrimage? Is there a website, okay. a Facebook page? Yeah. yeah, well, if you go to hcpt.org.uk, um, you will find um, our sort of basic pages where you can click on what we do in the summer, what we do uh, at Easter. There's a lot about the history and who we are, the, the general stuff you'll find on anybody's um, anybody's sort of uh, website. Follow us on Facebook. Just, just put in HCPT. What you will find if you go on Facebook, you'll find it'll say things like HCPT Group 141 or HCPT Group 711. And these are all our group's individual pages. Now, you probably won't be accepted because they, they're all closed and, and private pages, those, so that they can share their own photos safely with, with each other. But if you go to our general one, just, just, just put in HCPT, you'll see our logo. It's, it's four big red letters, 
um, you can't really miss it. Um, also, similarly, follow us on um, on Instagram and and various other things. You can you can find it. We're not hard to find. Um, also, if if you um, go to your your church or, or or your diocese, you will find us um, in most um, yearbooks. Uh, diocesan yearbooks if you go to the charity section you will you will find hcpt and our rugby hq address uh, and telephone number will be there um or you can email us at hq um hotel quebec at hcpt.org.uk and someone will get back to you Oh, thank you, John, Father John. Thank you, Andy, for joining us and sharing your stories, encouraging us, and celebrating this feast day of Our Lady of Lords with us all the way. You're in Lords, we're in Cambridge. I love it. I love it. Could you? Um, could we finish the program with a prayer and a blessing for our listeners? Most certainly. Um, let's let's with a few prayers. Let's pray together the prayer of all God's children, the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Lord of mercy, as we keep the memory of Mary, the Immaculate Mother of God, who appeared to Bernadette at Lourdes, grant us through her prayer, strengthen our weakness, and grace to rise up from sin. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May Almighty God bless us all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray, pray for, for us. Saint Bernadette, pray, pray for, for us. us. Thank you very much, Father John and Andy. God bless and have a lovely time in Lourdes. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.